0: They didn't win the game on Sunday night. They played at Seattle, and uh, it was a really exciting football game, wouldn't you say so? Yeah.
1: Super entertaining. Uh, the finish there, guys, probably one of the most like Vikings ending to a football game of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but things looked better, right? you go going to one of the best teams in the league. Obviously, it's not the same playing in Seattle without any fans, but Seahawks, um, one of the best teams in football,
0: and the Vikings should have came out of there with a W. Yeah, so we will hop right into this and we'll talk about that game. But before we break any of that down, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram uh, at Northeast Podcasts. Also subscribe on Podbean, the podcast app, Spotify, uh, you know wherever, wherever you get your favorite podcast from. And uh, we should be on pretty much everything at this point in time. Um, but make sure you follow the Northeast Podcast and also give us that five star rating only. All right, so. We'll dive into this game here. Um, Vikings fall, what was the final of it? 27-26. 27-26. The win probability for the Vikings at the end of the game was 97%, um, which is just crazy. Uh, So let's just get right into it. Um, At the very end of the game here, I know we should start earlier, but we'll start at the end. Mike Zimmer goes for it on 4th and 1 inside Seattle's 10. Uh, Did you think this was the right call?
1: Yeah, I do. I think, you know, there's been a lot of discussion around this topic. You're a 1-3 football team playing in Seattle, a place where the Vikings traditionally have no success. You have the 4-0 Seahawks on the ropes, and you got about 8 inches to gain with a with a rushing attack that pretty much literally had just been doing whatever they wanted with Seattle all game. So, yeah,
0: Seattle, a great rushing defense. Vikings ran for 201 <clears throat> yards. Delvin Cook pulls his groin or something like that, and he has to leave the game. It doesn't matter because Madison comes in, And runs for 112 yards himself. So this rushing attack was fantastic in this game. Uh, It didn't matter who was running the ball. And uh, I thought this was the right call. You are on the road. It's a little different than being at home in a noisy stadium. You're on the road playing an undefeated team. And you've been running the ball all game. If you can't get one yard, you expect your defense to be able to stop them. Um, It did feel a little inevitable, though, once Russell got the ball back, that we were going to lose that game. Yeah. It just kind of felt like no matter what, he was going to get it done. Also, it kind of felt inevitable. We'd been
1: stuffed a few times on third and one in that game, Um, so the short yardage stuff was was hurting. I thought the play call. um, I thought it was a little odd to run it to Samia's side. Um, He looked like he did his job fine on that play. Madison obviously probably should have bounced that thing outside to greener pastures. Cook bounces. Yeah, Cook bounces that thing outside um Seahawks get the ball back they have one timeout under two minutes to play and Russell Wilson just
0: does Russell Wilson's thing yeah I mean multiple fourth down conversions to DK Metcalf I know people were being a little hard on Cam Dantzler but actually that Cam Dantzler played fine in the game Uh, if you have watched in previous weeks um DK Metcalf has made everybody look silly uh even reigning defensive player of the year uh Stephon Gilmore with the Patriots a couple weeks ago he kind of had his way with him too so Um, I thought there was a lot to like about this Vikings game. Now, um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but the numbers of plays run in this game. At one point, the Vikings had, like, over double the plays. They'd run 70-plus plays. I'm sure they got to 80 in the game. If you have 80 plays in a game uh, and you hold someone to under, like, 40 or 50, whatever it ended up being, you should win, like, 99% of the time. So this was a really odd way to lose a game. Uh, and a performance that was actually really good. Uh, it might be too little too late for the 1-4 Vikings, but I do feel um, like we're actually a pretty decent team at this point. I yeah. think that we could probably play with anybody in the league, um, but it just sucks that you get off to such a bad start in the season. Yeah, and
1: uh, hey, props to Kirk Cousins, props to the Vikings. The Seahawks go on that rampage to start the second half, scoring 21 unanswered points right off the right off the jump there in two minutes in yeah short amount of time kirk has that bad interception where he tries to float one um it looked like that game was going to turn out into be a blowout but hey the vikings come back they take the lead and they should have won the ball game so disappointing finish i know it's the most vikings finish of all time but good to see a little bit of resiliency from a team in Seattle that looked like they had no business in that second half being there. All right. So let's go
0: through some of this. Um, the, the positives, um, the, the offensive line has some positive guys pretty happy still with, uh, Bradbury. (laughs) I thought, um, reef played another nice game. Um, I thought it was great that we got Irv Smith going. We've been calling for it for weeks and they got him four for 64, which was great. He looked like a real threat in this offense. Suddenly, um, Delvin Cook with another big day. Uh, Delvin had 65 yards before getting injured and a touchdown. They got him in the passing game. He had uh, 24 yards receiving as well. It was good to see um, them get Delvin, uh, mm-hmm. one of the stars of the NFL now, going. And then Adam Thielen was incredible. Uh, nine for 80 and two touchdowns. He has been um, in the conversation for the best wide receiver in football. Yeah. I mean, he's. He, it's not even like just his fantasy stats. Just like he is like it's like him and New Hopkins are the two best receivers in the NFL right now, which is pretty exciting. So that was great. Um, defensively, I thought the Vikings really have started to figure it out. And it makes me uh, – it sucks because I know they had injuries. I know they have young guys. But it's like Zim just didn't have them ready to start the year. And now they're pretty you know formidable. They're a pretty tough defense. Um, great to have Kendricks going as always one of the best in the league. Um, Gladney, very quiet day, which is probably a good thing for a young cornerback. Uh, Mike Hughes made some plays. Yeah, Mike Hughes, pretty quiet day. And, uh, then, and then a bunch of sacks. Yeah. Who it, had
1: the sacks? We had uh, Odenabo finally gets on the board. We had Ngakwe. We had James Lynch in his first action with a nice sack. Um, Eric Wilson had yeah, a good one. Yeah, Eric Wilson had a sack and, a, a, pick. and Eric, a pick. Eric Wilson with kind of a nice splash game
0: there. Um, yeah, I want to see more James Lynch. Yeah, me too. Um, hopefully he can be a guy who can come in on third down and put some pressure on quarterbacks from the middle. And Gakwe has quietly had, what, four sacks, is it now? Five. Five sacks now. I mean, he's been really good for us. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of things to, to really like. And, um, yeah, I just, I I think that there was some real nice takeaways from that game. Now, some things I'm not happy with. People are really hard on Cousins. And uh, if you know us, we are erratic Cousins fans, where some days we think he's great and some days we think he sucks. I thought he's been fine the last <laughs> few weeks, and it, the fact that Jefferson and Cook and Thielen and Outer Smith and people are having success and removing the ball is, means that Cousins is doing some of the right things. But it just sucks that he had three more turnovers in this game, including two on back-to-back drives, a fumble, and then a terrible pick that let Seattle right back in this game. Yeah. So I'm not saying that Cousins was so terrible, but it's just like that boneheaded bullshit is the reason that we're 1-4 right now. And it just can't continue on like that and have us be successful. If he's going to make that kind of money, and I'm not a person to complain about paying people money in sports, but you have to start producing at the level or near the level that you're being paid. And I think that in the past, Cousins has done that. And I would say this year he's definitely um, not performing to the the cash he's been paid to do the job. Yeah,
1: I think if Kirk was sitting here right now, I think something that he would have to fire back is the interior offensive line play, especially with Drew Samia. For a quarterback that isn't mobile, yeah, doesn't escape the pass rush, doesn't really bounce things outside, he needs that strong, structured inside pocket to step up into. And pretty much
0: on every single play, Drew Samia is just a complete sieve. Getting, getting thrown back into Cousins yeah. on just numerous plays. And everyone's like, Cousins, step up! And it's like, where do you step up when the pressure is coming from where you need to step up? Samia was killing us for big parts of that game. Um, it has me really worried. We've been saying this for weeks. Where is Ezra Cleveland's second-round pick?
1: Where is anyone else?
0: Where is <laughs> anyone besides Samia who is... I mean, how many times have you watched a football game and the announcers were just murdering an offensive yeah. guard?
1: Three holding calls on him that game.
0: Ugh. The dude is, is just... He's
1: an absolute disaster. He's the worst starting guard in football right now, and it's not close. He, uh, he's,
0: hes like, not an NFL player. No. So, that's that was tough. Um, but, yeah, overall... Uh, you know, there was some there was some good stuff that we saw in this game. Uh, you know, which feels good that we're moving in the right direction. Uh, but I think it's just too little, too late. Yep. Unless you go on a huge rampage here and end up at ten and six, you know, you win you win nine of the the next eleven games. You're you're not a playoff team. You're not a contender. You're not you're not much of anything. Right. So it means you're gonna have to beat the Falcons this week. We're gonna have to beat the Packers next week or the week after, wherever it is. And you're gonna have to go on a on a tear here. Alright, so, um, last thing I want to talk about. Mike Zimmer not calling timeouts at the end of the game is just disgusting to me. I'm so fed up with it. The Seahawks move all the way down the field. They take up all of the time that they have. They don't even take up their timeout. Yeah, because the clock is not a factor. Today. The clock is not a factor. They they get a couple big chunk plays. They get a play down inside the 10-yard line with about 50 seconds to go. Right? The Vikings have two timeouts in about 50 seconds. They now know that unless there's a penalty, the Seahawks have 50 seconds from that second point and a timeout to run four plays, Right. which is infinity time. There is no need for that much time. They could do that with 20 seconds. Zimmer sits on his hands with two timeouts, doesn't call one of his timeouts there with 50 seconds. The clock runs down to 30 seconds. We waste 20 seconds before the next play is run, which is an incomplete pass. They run three more passes, two more incompletions, and one touchdown. The Vikings never had an opportunity to call timeout, but blew it at the beginning there. They get the ball with 15 seconds at their own 25-yard line and two timeouts. They could have had 35 seconds and one timeout. That sounds a lot better.
1: Yeah.
0: At least gives you a chance. Gives you a chance. And so the first play, Cousins dumps it off to Rudolph. Takes five seconds off the clock. We get like eight yards then the next play is strip-sack game over. Yep. Just We never even used those two timeouts. So to me, the clock management has always been a problem for Zimmer. I do think Zimmer is a good coach. I do think that Zimmer is a disaster when it comes to calling timeouts and at the end of games and end of halves. And he did it again here. Yep. I'm shocked there hasn't been more talk about it. Yeah, people... All the talk went to the fourth down decision rather than that. So. Yeah, the fourth down decision was the right play. Uh, you look at the, the numbers, they even showed you on TV... They had a 94% chance to win the game. If they kicked the field goal, they still had a 94% chance to win the game. If they got the first down, they had a 100% chance. And if they didn't, it went down to 79% chance. Yeah. So the, the odds were in their favor. It didn't do them any good to kick the field goal. I know people are like, well, you would have made him get the two-point conversion. Are you sure that... Are you? I'm, I'm positive that Russell gets the two-point conversion, too, if he needs to. Yeah, 100%. I'm 100% sure he does. So... To me, it's a stupid thing. Sometimes you got to go for it, especially on the road. All right, so let's move into some second-down uh, second, second down stuff. We have very little news this week. Um, a couple of Vikings have been banged up. Uh, Elfline added to the injury list this week, um, but he was participating in practice. You're still missing Holton Hill. Um, you're missing Dalvin Cook with, is it a groin? A, yep, a, it's a groin. A groin and pull. Um <clears throat> They did an MRI. There was no kind of tear, no real serious injury, but we don't know his status for this week yet. Anyone else on the injury report? Yeah, hopefully Elfline
1: is back this week. We're all praying. Um, Dalvin Cook is not playing this week. Let's just call it what it is. He's not playing. Holton Hill with that bad foot um, with a bye week coming after this, probably out. Jaleel Johnson with a back. He is a possibility. K.J. Osborne with that banged-up hamstring. Who cares? Uh, other three names who are practicing, Chris Boyd, Garrett Bradbury, and CJ Ham, all limited.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, those are guys just wear and tear kind of stuff here where they're going to have to start looking after them. The bye week can't come soon enough for a few of these guys. Um, but it might be an early bye week. Yeah. Because the Falcons have now closed down their team facilities due to people in the organization or part of the team testing positive for COVID.
1: Yeah. So as of now, guys, uh, there's been some conflicting reports. The Falcons now saying that just one person in the building has COVID and is a non-player. Out of precautionary reasons, they have shut down the facility. And as of right now, um, there is still no change in the game on Sunday. Um, The thing about this virus, like we saw with Tennessee, with a coach getting it, when, the, when COVID's in your building, there's probably a good chance that tomorrow we wake up to more positive tests, which would mean no football game this weekend. So we'll sit here with our fingers crossed and hope that we can get through this. It'd be an awkward situation with a bye week next week. Um, maybe they push ahead to that bye week.
0: Yeah, I mean they're not going to give them two buys in a row. They'll figure something out. They'll move the schedule around. It's going to get really yeah, awkward. It doesn't matter. This like we I, keep saying, this thing is going to get messy. So. I wouldn't want to be the NFL schedule people because your life is going to be hell yeah. for the rest of the year as you're trying to move games. Um, I wouldn't buy a ticket to a road game. I wouldn't. I mean, not even just because of being stupid and doing dumb stuff with COVID. This is just a total stay away because I think that they might start changing the schedule um, and moving games and moving teams and changing when you play people. Wednesday night football, Friday night football, Saturday night football, it doesn't matter. I love the idea of going Sunday through Wednesday, Yeah, which which would be a lot of fun. I think it gives them a little more flexibility. Um, Instead of having like to, you, you know, you could play a Wednesday and then not that Sunday and then the next Sunday. And you could really have some flexibility with trying some new things. So um, I think they're going to have to get creative. We've said this many times. It just sucks that now it's starting to affect uh, the Vikings. Yep. All right. So it is that time. It's time for Pigskin Pick'em.
1: All right. Let's roll, guys. Here we go. We're on to our Week 6 Pigskin Pick'em. There's no Thursday night football game this week.
0: That's fine. Thursday night football sucks. So we
1: are moving on to our Sunday games. We have the 1-4 Houston Texans traveling to the Tennessee Titans coming off that impressive victory last weekend. They're sitting at 4-0.
0: Tennessee favored at home in this game by three points. Wow. That's a crazy line. I will take Tennessee. I love Tennessee. Three points. Points at home. Yeah, Tennessee is good. Houston is not. I know that people think because Romeo Crenell is there that suddenly Houston's a contender. Um, they aren't very talented. I'm going with Tennessee. Texans suck. Titans at home, um, hammering that
1: line. I thought it was
0: going to be like six and a half, and I was going to like have to make a tough. No, ball. that's
1: that's probably the value bet of the week. Yep. Here we go. We have the one and three one uh, Cincinnati Bengals traveling to the three and two Indianapolis Colts. Colts favored at home in this one by seven and a half. Colts with a tough defense, not much to show on the offensive side of the football. Who are you taking? I'm
0: taking the Colts. 7.5 is a number I didn't want to see in this. I would have loved 6.5. I think the Colts win this by around a touchdown. Um, Their defense is really tough. We saw what happened with Cincy when they had to go against a tough defense last week. They are going to get Joe Burrow hurt. They are. He's getting just murdered out there. He's holding on to the ball. He's a rookie. He's getting killed. He has no protection. Um, I like the Colts in this game. Yeah, I'm going to take the Colts to win. Bengals do cover that
1: game. Don't love that pick with that 7.5 point spread. Moving on, we have the 1-3 and Denver Broncos traveling to the 2-2 and New England Patriots. Patriots favored at home in this one by 9.5.
0: Do we know who's playing quarterback? It'll be Cam. No, we know who's playing for Denver. Um, someone shitty. Uh, I, I think there's a chance Locke plays this week. Um, if I knew Locke was healthy, I think I would like to take Denver. Um, but because it's going to be Rippon or whatever his name is, most likely. Um, I like backs against the wall, New England. I think that they <coughs> win this game and they cover nine and a half. Yeah. Right. I, the, this, this Broncos team has lost so many players. Uh, Sutton is out. We don't know if Melvin Gordon's going to play cause he's getting DUIs. We have questions at quarterback. You have no Von Miller. I mean, they're so banged up. I'm going to go to the Patriots. Yeah, I'll take the Patriots to win, but the
1: Broncos do cover that 9.5 point spread. Moving on, we're still in our noon games. We have the 1-4 and four Washington football team traveling to the 0-5 New York Giants. This
0: is the poop stink oh. game of the week. Giants favorite at home in this one by 2.5. I hated what I saw last week from the Washington football team. Um, they benched Haskins, uh, for no real reason. He is sketchy, but he is better than Alex Smith or Kyle Allen. Um, I hated the move to go to Kyle Allen and ended up with Alex Smith, which was a great story, but it didn't look good. They aren't throwing the ball downfield right now. Um, I like the Giants to get their first Dude, win. watching
1: Alex Smith play quarterback right now makes me feel uncomfortable. It
0: makes me feel sick. Is that
1: tackle with Aaron Donald ah. on his back? No,
0: I don't like it. So I'm going to go with the Giants to get their first win of yeah, the year. Yeah, I'll
1: take the Giants getting their first win of the year. Moving on, we have the 4-1 and one Baltimore Ravens traveling to the 1-3-1 Philadelphia Eagles. Baltimore favored on the road in this one by 7.5. Something's up in Baltimore, though. They're not the same football team.
0: No, I like the Eagles with the points at home. 7.5 is too many points for a road team that isn't playing great football. I think Baltimore gets this one done, but I think it looks a lot like that Pittsburgh Philadelphia game last week, that's kind of back and forth and uh, comes down to the end of the game. Uh, Wentz looks better. Uh, he actually played pretty well last week. I think they keep it close, but I think that uh, the the Ravens win by like three.
1: Yeah, Ravens win. I also like the Eagles to cover in that game. Moving on, we're still in our noon games. We're tr- we have the 4-1 Cleveland Browns traveling to the 4-0 Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a good. This is a good this matchup. This is
0: a great game. Pittsburgh
1: favored at home in this one by three points.
0: Okay, neither quarterbacks playing very by well. By the way, Odell Beckham left the facility today with an illness. We yeah, what that means that's not good. So um, I like Pittsburgh in this game. I'm sorry, what were the points? I like them no matter Pittsburgh what. Pittsburgh favored by three. Oh yeah, I love Pittsburgh. Three is is plenty. Um, the home team, uh, even if it doesn't mean as much anymore. Uh, I think Big Ben is is not the same guy, but I don't think Baker is any good. Um, the Browns are a good story. Pittsburgh is a better football team. That defense is going to give Baker hell. Uh, no Nick Chubb. I like Pittsburgh all day. I'm going to take the Browns in my upset pick of the week.
1: Browns taking it to uh, the Steelers. Kareem Hunt, as good of a backup as you can get in the NFL right now with Nick Chubb out. Uh, obviously Odell's health does come into play here, but I will still, even with Odell out, take the Browns to get it done in Pittsburgh. Moving on. We have the four and one Chicago bears four and one traveling to the three and two Carolina Panthers, Carolina favorite at home by one and a half. This bears team sucks. And they're four and one.
0: I like Carolina at home. Um, the bears are bad. Teddy is another great story in the NFL, and uh, that offense, Matt Rule running that offense with uh, Joe Brady, Teddy loves the system. Um, I believe in the Panthers. They are a great story, and I'm uh, really excited about the Panthers here. They they win this I, game. Man. I mean, I would I will
1: let you take this as your upset pick of the week because the line is one and a half. So one and a half. Who's the favorite? Carolina's still favorite at home, but by one and a half, uh, which means they minus. I'm 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 not picking okay. this as an upset. I'm going with I'm going with Carolina. All right, here we go. We have the one and three Detroit Lions traveling to the one and four Jacksonville Jaguars. Detroit favored on the road by three.
0: Personally, I'm hammering that Detroit line. This game sucks. Oh my gosh, Detroit three point favorites on the road. Uh, I'm gonna go with Detroit. I think that they're slightly better, but these are two bad teams. Moving
1: on, we're into our 3 o'clock games. We have the 0-5 New York Jets traveling to the
0: 2-3
1: Miami Dolphins. Miami favored at home in this game by 9.5.
0: I think that the Jets
1: win this game. Miami coming off a big win against the 49ers last weekend in San
0: Francisco. He says, give me Joe Flacco and the Jets. <laughs> I said, give me Joe Flacco and Jamison Crowder. This is your upset pick of the week. Um, I'm going with the Jets to win this game. Wow. It, it, Miami is the kind of team that you know is going to just crap the bed here. I'm going with the Jets. Miami wins this game by 13 points to cover that 9.5
1: point spread to get to 3-3. Moving on, 325 game on Fox. It's a fun one. The 4-0 Green Bay Packers traveling to the 3-2 Tampa
0: Bay Buccaneers. Green Bay favored on the road in this one by one. My heart tells me Tampa Bay. My brain tells me Green Bay. I'm yeah. going with Green Bay to win this game. Yeah,
1: battle of the Bays here. Uh, Packers, unfortunately, looking too good early on. Aaron Rodgers. This Rogers, is an
0: old-timey, black-and-blue NFC... North? Central. Yeah, Central. NFC yeah. Central. How did the Bucks end up in the NFC Central? Um, yeah, I like the Packers here. Yeah, back when the Bucks still had those sweet orange jerseys. The orange cream skull jerseys. Somehow it was always uh, Tampa Bay uh, at the bottom of the division for eternity. Yep. Um, yeah, I like Green Bay in this game, sadly.
1: Here we go. We have So we only have two 3 o'clock games this week. Here we go. We're moving on to our Sunday night football game. It's the team that Eric loves. It's the LA Rams. They are 4-1, traveling to the 2-3 San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers riding the struggle bus right now.
0: LA favored on the road here by three points. I am picking the Rams to win until further notice. Okay, I really like the Rams. Jared Goff playing with no crowd is a great quarterback. They have definitely got their magic back on offense. Their defense has enough playmakers to keep them in any game. I really like this Rams team. I'm going to go with the Rams to pound the Niners. Yeah,
1: 49ers, put a stake in them. They're dead. Uh, I'm taking the Rams to cover that three-point spread on the road on Sunday Night Football. Moving on, we get two Monday Night Football. I guess we'll call Monday Night Football matchups. Our first matchup, the 4-1 Kansas City Chiefs traveling to the 4-1 Buffalo Bills. Great matchup. This game starts at 4 p.m. Kansas City favored on the road in this one by 3.5.
0: Okay, I really like Kansas City in this game. Um, I think that the way to kill the Chiefs is to... Have great coverage uh, downfield, and uh, White, the cornerback for Buffalo, is banged up. Don't know if he'll play this week. Um, so if you can cover them in their scramble drill, and you can, you know, force Mahomes out of making those big extended plays, which is easier said than done. I don't think that the Bills will do that. Uh, you also need to kill them um, with your run game which I don't love the Bills' run game, so much so that the Bills are looking at bringing in Le'Veon Bell this week. So I don't think they love their run game either. And you need to kill them with throwing the ball deep downfield. The Bills can kind of do that, um, but I don't know if I trust Allen in doing that to beat them. Uh, I like the defending champs to rebound off of a tough loss. Uh, they looked better in defeat than the Bills did. I love the Bills.
1: I'm taking the Bills Ooh. at
0: home. This would technically also be...
1: Uh, Covered as a upset pick of the week. Bills get it done and that 4 p.m. slot. Moving on to our regularly scheduled Monday night football game. It's the 3-2 Arizona Cardinals traveling to a new-look Dallas Cowboys team. Cowboys 2-3 on the season. Arizona favored on the roll in this one by one and 1.5. Andy Dalton taking over as
0: quarterback uh, after that brutal injury to Dak Prescott's ankle. Who do you like? Second upset pick of the week. I'm going with the home team, the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. I believe in the Red Rocket. I believe in Andy Dalton. Yeah. I think that Andy Dalton is going to be eighty percent of Dak Prescott, which isn't good enough to be a contender, but they weren't going to be a contender with Dak either. Right. This is going to be a team that wins the NFC East still. He's going to put up great stats. Agreed. He has a billion weapons on this team. When uh And what does Andy Dalton like to do? Sit back in the pocket and chuck it up. Here's the thing that they said about him, too, is that uh, the problem is that Dak likes to hold the ball and has taken a lot of sacks. And they said Andy Dalton, um, even though he's a nice downfield passer, he uh, is pretty quick with his release, and he's been playing with crappy lines for years. Uh, the Cowboys line is decimated. They said they actually might look even more competent, maybe not as explosive, but a little more competent early in, earlier in games. I like the Cowboys. I am off the Cardinals. The Cardinals are not a playoff
1: team. Yeah, Cardinals aren't any good. I am on the Cowboys on this game at home on Monday Night Football.
0: Love it, love it, love it. All right, we go to our last game. The last game of the week is hopefully going to happen. It is our Minnesota Vikings. What's the current line of this poop-fecta game as well? Falcons traveling to Minnesota this weekend. Vikings favored at home by four. Vikings win this game easy. This this uh, this Falcons team is trash. Yeah, Falcons team a, a pretty banged up Falcons team. Um, Keanu Neal
1: questionable. Grady Jarrett. Um, Dante Fowler. Yeah, up. Julio's banged up with that hamstring as he always is. I no I, Delvin Cook. Uh, I don't think the Vikings misses miss a beat here with Madison. This feels like a prime Vikings victory, but this season we know nothing. So let's hope the game happens. I'll take the Vikings to win and
0: cover at home. Win and cover Vikings, yeah, they go to two and four. And they start their nine straight victories. No, I'm kidding. All right, guys, uh, that is it. That is all the time we have this week on the Nordies podcast. Um, Go back, check out our other two episodes. Um, But, yeah, it's been real. It's been fun. And uh, skull Vikings!